Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. On today's show, there's Derby Day Blues for Lee. Tom gets his knickers in a twist, or gets very, very angry about the Ballon d'Or voting. And I talk about gambling, gambling in Italy. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of a pod of two halves. I am Michael, I am the host today. I'm sat here with two fine gentlemen. The first one is called Lee. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm all good, man. That was two very different uh, tones of voices One one was a fake one and then one was the realisation of what's happened this weekend. And then maybe kind of dawns on you that maybe everything isn't all good. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. That can't be good for you. I feel like the footballing world is sorry for Everton. Well, just like (laughs) you said. So Lee, in a conversation with us, said that everyone will support Everton one day. <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah. No, 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 no. You've taken out of context. I said all the Man United fans are all going to support Everton. Well, you can't go and support Liverpool. Why would we want you to support? Can't go and support City because obviously you're going to like you know jump ship once you know you keep keep tumbling down. The dynasty is collapsing. I've said it several times. You keep getting these players in. You're chucking all the money at it, thinking you know things are going to change, and it doesn't. So, you know, come find a new club. Hello, Everton. Yeah, because Everton are the guarantee of success that we're, that well, you, Man United fans are looking you've for. Got, right? You've got too much rivalry with all the other all the other teams till you get to Everton. <laughs> Maybe Tottenham. Mate, Everton? Are you kidding me? Mike has been holding a grudge since '95. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But you think also it's close in proximity. It's only you know, is it the M62 or something? I don't know. Wherever it is, a road north. A road north for about an hour. On that note, shut up. About an hour. <laughs> and, uh, Tom, how are you doing, buddy? Are uh, you good? Yeah, I mean, I guess better than Lee. Um, my team t- struggled to three points at the weekend, but... Huffed we, and puffed. We won't actually be talking about that too much this week, which will be a blessing will. for everyone. <laughs> so, somehow we will. It will come in. It will be in there somewhere. You know, good good segue, Tom. Let's talk about the five topics on the menu today. Nom, nom. Yeah? Five of them. 
in a row. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Lee? All five, yes. Are you ready, Tom? Uh, yeah. So the first question we have, we're going to talk about the Everton game. <laughs> Straight yeah? in. Straight into the Everton game. We're also going to cover off a, a, a man described as a virus by a certain Portuguese manager. We're going to cover off Mark Hughes, because if we can't talk about Chelsea, then we, of course, must talk about Mark Hughes on this show, because that's what we do every single week. We're then going to... Well, I'm looking forward to the fourth topic of conversation, because Tom Tom isn't happy about a certain voting that happened uh, the other day. It's not Brexit. I feel let down, man. I can't trust anyone to vote on anything anymore. (laughs) No Ledman's out first in the jungle. Are you kidding me? This is true. This is true. I, I... off topic. I really wanted Noel Evans to stay in, and I'm actually a li- I'm. I don't quite like the show as much since he went. He was getting Nick Knowles, mate. He was getting under his skin, and we, he was he was biting, and he, this is just <laughs> what we needed because Nick Knowles, look, great guy, top top man, right? I love Nick Knowles. He's wonderful, but you could just see that Noel was just getting to him, and I feel it would have been glorious, glorious to see the pair of them just going at each other. Maybe we should launch an I'm a Celebrity podcast. <laughs> probably yeah. got more knowledge about it haven't we well, quite limited though aren't we it's like a few three weeks a year this is true well you know special event next year mate Fleur to win what next year uh, we'll yeah do I, I, you yeah. know what two, I'm of, digging two Fleur, of the mate. three have come out have both, both said Fleur to win haven't they um, I really like him yes yeah, good girl I've got to say that all the contestants have had a proper go at it apart from one oh who on, could that on, be? on medical grounds I mean Jesus Christ why is she still in there Mate, the MVP of the show is Deck, right? That guy, I, I, I am crying with laughter basically every day because of him. He's hilarious. But we digress. Just, 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 just one more thing. I feel the partnership with Willoughby has been excellent. Um, and I feel that Ant, to basically get his job back, should go in the jungle next year. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That would be incredible. Oh. It, would, it would never happen. Right, this man over here, this man we're talking to, came up with a new series, like new system for fair play, financial fair play, and now he's bringing up new things into the jungle. Why aren't you a key decision maker for this country? <laughs> eh? What's going on? Because like, I'm pretty sure 52% of the country would tell me to fuck off and die. Potentially. Potentially. Right. So let's, well, right, let's talk about Everton. Lee, Everton went into the game... And I think you'll join me in this. I think potentially both of you will join me in this and thinking that actually, you know, you guys haven't won there for a while. I'm sure you've got that stat to hand. When did you last win at Anfield? 99. 1999. Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well done on that. Right. Very good work. And I, as, as an, imp- well, not an impartial, because I obviously want Everton to win, but I actually felt this year that Everton might, might come away with something. Well, Phil what Neville called then? it earlier this season, didn't he? He said it would be Everton's year. <laughs> still not specified for what yet but you know Phil Neville knows nothing mate um, <laughs> well you say this but our predictions last week what did I say well you're uh, pessimistic aren't you no 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 it's because of the the amount of bad luck we we get against Liverpool and I say that you know I may say this as a obviously as a, as a biased Evertonian but I just feel like we never get any luck or there's always something cruel about the game. Well, me and Tom were very... 90th minute winners. We were very close because we, we had, we had dr- draws we have the a draw, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty annoyed. You should be happy about the result, Lee. The result? Yeah, you went for a win. Oh, oh, yeah, for the result for the predictions, yeah. Um, considering I also thought I had backed Cardiff and yeah. it turns out I didn't, it was Woods. Yeah. Um, 
I, I thought you were congratulating me in the group. <laughs> I was so convinced I'd pick Cardiff to, to, to win. To the point we had to listen back through last week's show because he no. didn't trust my notes and no. what I'd written down. That's so good. Talk, talk to me about Everton, come on. But yeah, Everton. Um, it, it was so... It was disappointing because it was probably the first time in a long time that we've gone to Anfield and actually played some football. Um, the stats were kind of against us in terms of, in this game, in terms of like the, the shots and the possession. Liverpool did have a lot more of the ball. Which I think it was like 50... Uh, sorry, yeah, about 58%. Um, but when we had the ball, that was the difference. We didn't have it as much as Liverpool, but when we did, we looked dangerous. Um, Andre Gomez, man of the match. I think we can all agree, yeah? What a yeah, boy. Super footballer. Absolutely sublime. And also probably our best looking player because you've all got good looking players in your teams. Ha, ha, have we? Well, he's got Marcus Alonso. He's always banging oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Who have we got? Marcos, mate. Who have you got, actually? Have you not got a good looking bloke? No. Sanchez fancies himself a bit. Yeah, Sanchez. He's a bit of a smooth criminal, isn't he? He's a smooth criminal. <laughs> he's a criminal, mate. He's robbing you blind. He is robbing you <laughs> oh, um, But yeah, back to the game, though. It, it was it was disappointing ultimately. Um, like I said, Andre Gomez was uh, I don't want to say running the show, but like I said, when we did have the ball, he kept things ticking over in the middle, and we always looked dangerous. On, what I love about the, Andre Gomez, counter. sorry to interrupt, I apologise heavily. Andre Gomez, I said this to you throughout the, during the game. When he passes the ball, there's always the perfect amount of weight on the pass. It's always just just evades the, the guy trying to maybe intercept it, commits them for an interception, but then perfectly goes into the path. Of the Everton player, I, I love him. I love the guy. He's just constantly smooth. Yeah, he is. Um, he looks comfortable in the ball. As you remarked during the game, he um, he looks like he's got more time than a lot of players, and he seems very composed. Sometimes a bit too composed, but to be honest, it's, I'm not going to complain about that. Well, he's a midfielder that you've got that links the midfield to attack, enabling your transitional play to be more effective. That's correct. Um, Unfortunately, there were a couple of poor performances to live within the team. Um, one was probably Idrissa Gay. Um, his distribution was quite poor. He's he's known for his uh, for his tackling and getting stuck in, and, and he, you know he's superb at that. But his uh, distribution is lacking. And if you're going to play him with someone like Andre Gomez, it, it does help if there is someone just a just a bit better on the ball. Uh, and the other player that was poor, really, really poor, was Theo Walcott. Oh. He, he might as well not have been there. He he was. Um, that, that groan in the background <laughs> Man. was fantastic. Put it this way, mate. The guy that came on from Lookman, you know, I really want him When's to... When's he getting just, a chance? Exactly. I really want him to start the games. And I, I've got a feeling that there's still something wrong between him and uh, Marco Silva. I mean, he had previous beef with uh, Sam Allardyce uh, when he went out on loan. He didn't think he should go out on loan to, to Germany, to uh, to Lipschick. Um, He'd he done all right there. He came back. He was in pre-season looking pretty sharp. He's not really getting too much of a look in. No pun intended. E. e. But um, he came on the pitch. He, he looked really, really dangerous. He, he He's young. He's quite raw still. So he does make the, you know, the odd, you know, wrong decision. But compared to his, you know, compared to uh, Phil Wilcott. Yeah. Nah. Um, that was just a wobble in the voice, mate. Come on. Oh, okay. Um, in terms of Phil Wilcott, yeah, he, he just offers more. He's more dynamic on the ball. We saw him, you know, several times. He, he, you know, he's comfortable carrying the ball. With Walcott, you know what you're getting with him. With right? Walcott, like I think he, you've said it with Rashford, he kind of runs in a straight line, yeah. and it's either he beats the man 
or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, then he's horribly exposed. And unfortunately for Theo Walcott, it's more often than not, he doesn't beat the man. Um, I, th- I think he, I think Lookman had more key passes, more like dribbles in his like 25 minutes than what Walcott had for his like 65 minutes on the pitch. I think it's time that we start seeing Lookman uh, play a lot more. But, you know, I don't want to completely like overlook that, you know, Liverpool were pretty, they weren't great, but they, they had, had chances. But they did have some really good chances as well. Um, we're obviously going to talk about Jordan Pickford. Mm. Um, but before we get to that, he, he made some uh, key saves. Uh, Shakiri was a, a standout. He never kind of got set, Shakiri, but when he was through one on one, he should still be finishing. And Pickford was there and he made, he made a couple of good saves as well against Mane as well. Um, but yeah, obviously, as the game went war on, we kind of, you know, they did. we did have a period in the middle of the second half where we looked quite comfortable. Well, there was a bit, wasn't there? It was about, what, 70, 70 minutes into 75th, the second half. Yeah. And, I, and I, I remarked to you at the time, Everton have just, have just got the ball in Liverpool's half and they're just passing it around, look, patiently waiting for an opening. At Anfield. And I was, at, at Anfield, when the score is nil-nil. And I was like, Man City, when they came to Anfield, they didn't do this. Like, the, the, like the, you created better chances at Anfield than Man City did. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, this is the thing. Um, we, 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 well, yeah, we look kind, kind of dangerous. So let's talk about Pickford then. What, what unravelled this performance for you? This... So, yeah. Um, when Van Dyke had his shot. So, well, actually, no, first of all, there was a... I don't know if it was a good move or not, but Allison's come steaming out of goal to play a quick little layoff to... Um... I had one problem with this because... Um... Richarlison was standing in front of the ball and then he moved away from in front of the ball which allowed Alisson to come flying out to play that pass on because it, that's what gave the opportunity to... What is it, Alexander-Arnold? That's the swing one in? It yeah. was, yeah. And had... Um, I know it's picking things, but like had Richarlison stayed just in front of the ball, they, they couldn't have made that play. I think given the, that it was the 95th minute, it looked obviously like you know there wasn't going to oh, be a winner for Everton. Yeah. I think it was just get everyone back. Yeah, make sure. Make sure we... Uh, clear and then obviously the ball eventually fell to Van Dyke, who had a wild swing heavily sliced it and I laughed because I thought well that's going over no need to worry and then started to panic a little bit when I saw Pickford scrambling now when it initially happened my, my you know like everyone you know you're thinking why isn't he not tipped it over on reflection I know why he didn't tip it over it's because it's Jordan Pickford and <laughs> What's, what's Jordan Pickford's strongest attribute? Or what, you know, his claim to be his strongest his attribute? His kicking, his distribution. I think in, my, in his head, he's thinking, I'm going to catch this and I'm going to launch a counter-attack. Even though, as Wood said, you know, Richarlison had come back. His first thought is always quick distribution. And I think that's what led to it. Unfortunately, he didn't get his hands properly on the ball. Instead, instead of letting it actually go over, because it's probably going to hit the bar and go over. Yeah, absolutely. It is going to hit the bar. Let's be, let's be, <laughs> it, let's not it, probably. It is. It is definitely going over. Um, yeah, and he obviously, as we've all seen, I'm sure, you know, he uh, decides to kind of pat it down for Origi, who uh, scores. I tell you what, um, mate. All I'll say is that Pickford's lucky he did that to Everton or for Everton in a Merseyside derby and not against Croatia in a World Cup semi-final because he would not be coming home. He'd be hounded, wouldn't he? Oh my god! To to be fair, that's his first um, mistake that's led to a goal. I know that might sound is that, a bit... is that an actual stat? Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Two games for Everton. That's, that's pretty good. First. He's got. I said it at the time. He's he's got that error in him. He kind of and I tweeted about it as well. Like 
he's kind of got a mistake in him, but it's not been punished so far. And no. unfortunately for us, it got punished in probably our biggest game of the season. Annoyingly, Pickford reminds me of the... We've talked about it before. Sorry, Woods. No, um, go for it. Yeah. The, he reminds me of the ilk of goalkeepers like Joe Hart and Paul Robinson, who... like, Do you remember that World Cup where Paul Robinson spent the entire time trying basically to hit the fucking scoreboard yep. with the goal kicks, even though we had Vassell up front, who ain't winning <laughs> jack shit. And it's like... You know, he's got that little bit about him where he just wants to, you know, he wants to, I'm the man. You know, look, mm. look at me. And Schmeichel had the exact same thing. Remember that when we scored in the Champions League and he'd done a fucking cartwheel? And, you know, when Roy King returned from injury, <laughs> Peter Schmeichel got in a massive hissy fit because he didn't want to give back the captaincy. And it took Ferguson putting them both in a room and telling Schmeichel, give him back the fucking armband. Because it, cause, and goal, with goalkeepers, you can either be like that or you can be more like a De Gea, right? Who doesn't, you know, just... More quietly effective. Quietly effective. And, it, and the thing is, I think, you know, you look at Everton's defence and Pickford is a very vocal chap. I think if he carries on like this, because he's got more ability, I think, than the likes of Hart and, and uh, Robinson. We're, if he's got good inter- if he's got good communication and he kind of maybe tones down that I'm the manness, you could have a really a good... That, that's good ingredients for a goalkeeper because you want a dominating goalkeeper. You know, are you... T- Schmeichel, yeah, he was a prick, but fuck me, he was successful, you know? So... yeah. Yeah. Um, would she think he's bigging him up because of the uh, he's going to be the, the I don't want him I don't, I don't, I don't want him mate. I personally don't like him at all right? let's be clear <laughs> no, about that number one <laughs> but um, there was obviously one more big talking point from the, from that game and that was obviously directly after the goal Jurgen Klopp running onto the pitch um, he's subsequently been um, fined I think £8,000 mm-hmm. for it I I personally have no issue I've seen other Evertonians on the forums they were not happy about it but to be honest as he said you know it's the emotion of the game if if a player is allowed to celebrate wildly you know why can't a manager do it that you know well he is allowed to but I, I know what you're going to say and I'm going to come in straight away I, you, you can't allow it just for that particular moment because it's like a 95th minute winner because it feels that, do you know what, it, I know it's very different circumstances but it feels a little bit similar to um, it was the fellow that took his shirt off for the because after on the Leicester game after the crash and he got booked. Gray. Oh yeah, Demar. Exactly. Gray. You know, Gray. Like it's you understand it because obviously, of course, you understand it. But like Klopp, if he was your manager doing it, you'd be like, get in, son. And I think Klopp's like, well, I'll take the fucking hit. It's no, it's no issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no issue here. It's eight grand. You know what I mean? Oh, he's literally between. come out um, and said that he's fine with it. He said he'd exactly, do it again. So. Like, it's no big deal. Uh, my, my issue with it um, is, I, 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 is everyone else coming out and saying, oh, how disgraceful it is that he's getting fined for it. It's the, yes, it's no, the rules. Exactly. It's the rules. It's the rules. It? Um, and ultimately, he knows they're the rules. That's why he came out and apologised. He accepted the punishment. I'm not saying take the passion out of the game at all. I'm, I'm all for managers doing this. It's, it's, the fact it's of great. Players... But you ha- it's against the rules. You have to take the punishment. Every time a player celebrates a last-minute winner and, and takes his shirt off, he knows he's getting booked, but he does it anyway because... He like he's 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 it's in the up. moment. It's in the moment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. he's expressing himself, and it's like if you know they're the rules. Just just get on with. It. I mean, ultimately, the, the manager rule. It's it's there, obviously, um, inciting the f- fans. Now, if we, we we spoke about this off air, uh, but say Everton scored a last minute winner, Marco Silva's on the field hugging Pickford, there would be a fucking riot at Anfield. Uh, you'd have fans on the field. It would just go into complete meltdown. That's why the rule does exist there to deter managers from doing that. Because it, it, away managers, like, could you imagine Jose basically doing that 
at Anfield going on the field and basically giving the big one. I would love it though. I, I mean, it would be it would be fucking excellent. Don't get me wrong, and I would love watching it on TV. But in that stadium, all the stewards have now got a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it. But a lot of the thing as well was it is being disrespectful to Marco Silva or to Everton. No. Again, I don't no, I don't think that's the case. Not at all. It's, the media it's, really tried to put you know they, they you know asking the question constantly to Marco Silva in various ways. It's like it battered him away. Yeah, well, it's like fair. I don't I, you know I don't care. Credit yeah, where it's due more, as well about Klopp and speaking about Marco Silva. He had he had some very kind words to say about Marco Silva at full time. He was very commendable. About he said the kind world. words as well before the game. He was he, he was he was marking on the improvement that Marco Silva's been able to achieve in such a short amount of time at Everton, um, and how they've turned around the you know the style of football from Allardyce to where they are now. It's a world apart, um, which got me thinking because there are there's a lot of new managers that are at new clubs this season. Um, obviously, Sarri at Chelsea's one, um, and Emery at Arsenal. Um, of the lot, who do you think is doing the best job? Do you think it is Marco Silva, as as Klopp said? I think you've got to put Emery into the mix as well. Yeah. After the Spurs result, it has after to be the Spurs Emery, result, I, I think that's kind of skewing things a bit. Um, the, the thing for Emery that he does have in his favour is he's got two world class strikers, um, which makes your job a little bit easier when you're not really creating massive amounts of chances, but you're still scoring goals. Um, I, I can see where Klopp's coming from with Marco Silva for what it's worth. Completely change. Uh, a style of football from where it was with Allardyce um, to where they are now. Um, lots of new players coming into the team. Um, and well, he took us from that we had the old. Sorry, we had the oldest average squad mm-hmm. last year, and now we've got the youngest. Oh, really? I mean, that, that's all you need to yeah. know. I, I I can understand where Klopp's coming from, and I, I do agree, Mikey. I, I I think that really, if you're kind of just looking at it in in general, like just at the results, sure, it's Emery. Um, I, I I do think that. Obviously, although Sari, I think, is the top place new manager in the league at the moment, I'm not all there in. Is. There's, there's the Chelsea manager. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not all in yet. Um, I, 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 I don't know if it's just because he hasn't got his playing staff yet, or, or what. Something just doesn't sit quite right, and I can see that there seems to be that Arsenal on the upswing and Chelsea kind of plateaued out a bit. But Marco Silva, massive, massive having, conversation. Yeah. Having, you know, we, we, we speak to Lee on a daily basis every day. You know, that's what daily basis means. And uh, we were there for those allies years. Year. Last year. Last year. Even this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was miserable. You were miserable. You you were a miserable human being when when that was going on. Now look here now. Well, yeah, that, that's how ultimately how I was going to conclude with the, um, with the game. Whilst we lost, I, I, I kind of wasn't, I was definitely wasn't angry, even with the, you know, the, how the, the goal went in. I wasn't, I was, yeah, I guess I was disappointed, but ultimately, I don't know, there was, I just, I was happy with the performance, and I know maybe I'm just kind of being a bit too nice about it all, but you saw me, I was, I generally wasn't that pissed off, it was just nice to see us actually attack a decent team away from home, and very, very close to getting something away from it, but ultimately we didn't. But, Mate. All I wish for as a Man United fan these days is to do something even remotely resembling attacking a team with any kind of you know Fluidy. continuity, fluidity, anything you like. So mm. I complete. I've, I've said this a lot on this show. Although I would just like some hope, you know, just some hope that things might get better. Well, that's the, the hope that kills you, man. It's the hope that kills you. Um, speaking of Man United. Mm. Someone's been described as a virus, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, I, b- I believe it's. It's, is it Duncan? 
Um, again, Duncan Castles. Duncan Castles, who is basically the man that talks all the time about Manchester United. I tell you what, if you want a he good, loves Mourinho, mate. If you if you want to have a good Twitter feed to follow, that's just trolls everyone that isn't Manchester United. That they're, they're actually, he's a legitimate one because it's so funny. Obviously, he's you have to moron. take it with a pinch of salt, but the amount of people that rage at some of the stuff he's constantly picking at Pep. He is, mate. Constantly I follow him. He's brilliant. Baiting, mate. He's a moron. He's constantly baiting. He doesn't um, have rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, it's literally red. Oh, absolutely, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. He has Portuguese tinted. He is just Mourinho. It doesn't matter <laughs> where. Striper green down the middle. Striper green, exactly. <laughs> a couple of those United um, journalists are that way inclined as well. Is it Neil Neil Custis as well? I fucking hate that fat, guy. Fat, fat Neil Custis, who who basically yeah. still believes that Mourinho is a better manager than Pep Guardiola. But anyway, the virus. Uh, would you like to take a guess at who was being called a virus? Um. We'll go for... Who's your biggest player that you kind of need to be, you know, playing well for your team to play well? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's prob... I mean, what? You mean the guy that probably has the most talent in our team? Natural talent. That guy. Yeah, and you spent quite a bit of money on him as oh, well. Oh, he might, yeah. He might, might set a record. Oh, might want to it? keep him on side, mate. <laughs> might want oh, to try mean, get oh, the best so, out of him. Wait, our most talented player, our most expensive player... The guy that's playing in the middle of the park where literally everything goes through. He's the, and the, the guy that you realistically you want to have on your side, you know, build a team around, you know, For the future. keep him happy. Is it, is it Fellaini? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I can imagine that kind of, he, he went over to Fellaini afterwards and was like going, why can't you be more like him? Why can't you be more like him? <laughs> it's like fucking uh, Moyes, isn't it, when he goes to Vidic. This is how Jagielka does it. Yes, Jose Mourinho decided to tell Paul Pogba he was a virus to his face in the dressing room, allegedly. Uh, You don't play, you don't respect players and supporters, you kill the mentality of the group uh, of good, honest people around you. Uh, This is at full time, I believe, of the the game um, at at Southampton, uh, which ended 2 all. Um, He had an Awful performance for what it's worth, Paul Pogba. He was truly, truly terrible. He was uh, th- wretched. He, I think he gave the ball away something like 12 times. Uh, his pass completion was 85%. I think he lost basically all of his jewels that he had in the midfield. It was just an awful, abject performance. And a performance of a man that probably just doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, and just going back to what you were saying... This is a player who should be the centrepiece of the team. He's your best player. He plays in the centre of the park, which is that ideal position to have the heartbeat, that, that he can basically influence the game constantly. He'll be constantly on the ball. Unless you're Jose Mourinho, where you just want to completely bury him. Since the start of the season, for, for whatever reason, Jose Mourinho and, and Pogba have had this, the worst relationship. It seemed at one point Mourinho was getting the right side of it, I think it was after some of the comments that Pogba had made um, and it seemed that Len Lukaku kind of backed Mourinho and it felt like, oh, okay, the team seems to be getting behind Mourinho and maybe that's going to bring Pogba back on side. But no, no, he then went public about stripping him of the captaincy, which was about nothing, um, and then just continued to just rag on this guy constantly, destroying the player's confidence um, and basically destroying the respect that that player would have had for the manager. It's dead. It's finished. At this point, I, I, I cannot understand... How he's still in the job. Oh, it's amazing, Maria. isn't it? I, it I, I genuinely amazing. It. Because if you're Manchester United, if you're I, fuck the Glazers, because I don't even think they must have, be aware of what's going on. That's all I can assume. <laughs> but if you're anyone in that club, and you're looking at going our prize asset other than De Gea, um, which you know they've got to get that deal done, it's Paul Pogba. He's your best player. He's only 25, 26. 
Yeah. You know, he's a player who's got the quality to win the Ballon d'Or. Um, and yet you've got this manager who's just shitting all over him and basically getting him out of the club. See Hazard. Yeah, absolutely. You've, I mean, you've experienced it. Yeah, yeah first hand. Ultimately, had had Jose stayed on longer, we would have already lost Eden. Do you think? It, do you think it's envy in it? Like he's just envy. Just I don't know because like Pogba went and won the World Cup. Yes, and he was very well. See, he wasn't maybe the best player in that team. He was very vocal in the celebrations. He was like the forefront of it all. Do you think Jose just doesn't like it? Well, maybe so. The thing is, uh, the, the, I think one of the issues that Jose has with this whole, with, with Pogba, is that for me, and you know, I might be wrong, obviously I'm just saying kind of what, say what I show you now, say what I show um, Pogba is a player for me who needs leaders around him. And like he, Pogba for me is a guy that goes into a system. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, he, okay. has a, he, has a, he has a role to do in the team. Oh, or and or he has leaders around him where he feels like he needs to impress to keep up like in the Juventus team I don't want to fuck up if Pirlo's behind me and Vidal's next to me do you know what I mean because they're going to let me know that I've fucked up you know what I mean in this Man United team like, and for France for example like he's in a system and he's got like you know likes of Griezmann in front of him he's got some great centre ass behind him he's got you know he's next to like the likes of Matuidi these experienced players who have won a lot of things and Pogba's like well you know this is for my country. I, I, you know, I need to knuckle down it. And Man United, Jose, he, he came in and essentially, he is the only. He's like, we don't have any leaders in the team. We've talked about it enough times. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think Pogba is too. I think he's seen these players in training and he's played with them. They're not up to snuff. We know this. You know, we know a lot of them are not up to snuff. He's got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders to be, you know, to to, to be the man, as it were. And I just don't think he's mature enough to handle it. Quite frankly. There's certainly a lack of maturity with Paul Pogba. And I, you take you take you take that, and then you take the fact that Jose Mourinho has the man management skills of a lemon, and what are you going to get? You're not going to get yeah what you need. It's it's a poisonous dressing room with the way that Mourinho is handling things. I think the thing with Jose is he still approaches man management like he did 15 years ago, um, where you maybe would have got a reaction against play, uh, from players. Um, that the era you know you're talking not about in, not in today's era though. no I mean you're talking about Terry Lampard Drogba where if you basically give them that kind of feedback you're basically challenging them and they'll rise to it players today aren't necessarily that tough their, their skin's a little bit thinner and the player power as well I mean basically Pogba could force his way out in January if he wants to uh, I think he's already started we already know that um, Mina Riola's been making uh, signals to Barcelona they can't afford him um the obviously he's also made it abundantly clear he'd like to go back to Turin as well to to play uh, with Ronaldo at Juventus and I don't think they could afford him either. Um, it's a really 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 shit situation at Old Trafford to put it bluntly. Um, I, I honestly honestly don't understand how Jose Mourinho still got a job though. I, I Do you know what you come out and said today? Uh, no, that um, the goal is now to finish above Everton. We all we should be finishing above Everton. That's, so Ever- Everton's the benchmark. That's, that's what I mean. Everton are now the he benchmark. He mentioned for something about Everton's net spend this summer. I did see that. Uh, he's still banging on about the lack of spending. No, genuinely, I did see this. Um, he's still banging on about this. He bought a fifty million pound centre midfielder to basically get his midfield free sorted. So he's going to play Pogba with uh, a sitter. So uh, be it Matic or Herrera or whoever can play in that position um, with Fred to do a bit of the industrious up and down business. 
That fifty million pound player didn't even see. He was on. Was he on the bench on Saturday? Because every yeah, other centre midfielder played in that starting eleven. Because he basically ended up playing McTominay and Matic at centre half. I have it. I, I was going to quit. Do you mind if I quickly talk about that lineup? Just on a while. Yeah, on the no, subject, go for it. Because the next topic we're going to talk about is Hughes. Yeah. Which we can talk about the game. But can I just talk about the lineup quickly? Can we'll I? Bring I'm, all I'm going to lead into the into by talking about his fucking lineup. Okay. All right. Why the fuck are we playing five at the back away to Southampton? Let's just, let's just put that one out there first. Do any of you have an answer for me? I can only assume that the lack of centre-halves meant that he, he didn't trust Matic to play in a four. That's play all reserve, I... play, play, play a, an, 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 a youth centre-half then. That's We've not got... Mourinho, mate. You know that. Don't, don't give a fuck. It's 2018. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that... Why are... Oh. McTominay and Matic in a back fucking five with Jones. Yeah, I mean Jones. That's, that's why? Right. Why is fucking? Why is Ashley Young our captain in 2018? Why is, is he our captain? That is bizarre, isn't it? Why is Ashley Young our captain in 2018 playing at fullback? I feel like I'm taking the brunt of this. Was look at Woods. It, the anger. It baffles me. He's, playing, mean, right, he's now playing right wing back as well, right? Exactly. Because he played left wing back all last year. He's now been flipped to the other side. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you have a midfield consisting of fucking Fellaini, Pogba and Herrera. Ooh. You know, ooh, ooh, ooh. What's that? That's nothing. They're not going to get the ball because fucking Matic and McTominay can't pass to him anyway. I think of Lukaku as well. I fucking are. Oh, Lukaku. Lukaku is literally the biggest bag of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what, what? He's become a lump. He's he? literally, he's, he's a bigger and terribler Mark Viduka. The thing, yeah, Viduka still had a touch. Exactly. L- Viduka had a great touch. He had a great yeah. touch. L- oh, you know this is a disservice to Mark Viduka. He's a bigger, terrible version of can fucking we, John Stead. Can we just talk about <laughs> about Lukaku just a moment? Because what's happened? He's, he's he looks like he, he looks stone. like he's carrying at least a couple of stone more than he needs to be there. I, I don't know. Is he just? He's, he is he, he hasn't t- adapted his body, has he? Well, the thing is, is that when you think about the player that he's trying to emulate, Didier Drogba, he was always imposing, but he was never jacked. You know well, what I mean? Did I, t- I said this last week. Sorry. Did I say it last week? I watched, I wa- sorry, I, I watched that video of Lukaku um, playing for Everton, like a highlights video, yeah. and he literally looks like Didier Drogba. Yeah, because he's lean. He's, he's yeah. basically trimmed out because he's, it, pace was part of his game. He burst behind teams. He'd always be looking to get in behind. Do you he's think got- it's because he gets slagged off about his hold-up play? Maybe it's always a picking point with him. Maybe what do you think he? So he's up tried to, to address it by maybe stacking up, becoming a, a wardrobe. <laughs> I mean, he he looks he looks far too heavy. I don't know who's handling that. Um, it's insane because he he never had the best first touch, but now it's gone to shit because he can barely seem to move his legs. There was <laughs> did he injure himself taking a first touch at the weekend? He did. He I did. Mean, he that, did. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Like Mate, the, it, it's and that sums up wrong. That sums up uh, that sums up Man United over the last couple of years because when he did that, I was just like, "Yeah, that's, that's that looks about right." Do you know what I mean? I was like, "It didn't." You just expect it with this this team, don't you? You know. And then you got fucking. I'm not. Whoever says Marcus Rashford had a good game on on on, on fucking was it Saturday afternoon, mate? It's talking shit, right? I did not think as he you was said, good. mate, during the time, it's because he's English. It's Absolutely, it's because he's English. I do not buy like, the hype. He he done he done, he done two good things. Yeah. And then a lot of bad things. A lot only, of bad things. Only the two good things get brought up. First 20 minutes, 
awful performance. Absolutely. He had appalling. one shot, mate. That went so. Oh, it was so bad. It was so high. Can you remember it? It went out of the stadium. Like it was like, what are you doing? You're a striker. Why the fuck? I'm. I am so. Un- Where is Pereira, by the way? Our best player in preseason. You know, a guy in midfield that can move around and pass the ball. Do you say Mourinho? Not proven. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's Absolutely Mourinho, mate. fucking ridiculous. Honestly. Why aren't we playing Pogba, Andreas, Pereira, and Fred? Have have a different type of midfield. Let mix up a little bit. You know Jose I mean? We're Mourinho. against Southampton. It's Jose they don't Mourinho. score. It's Jose Mourinho. It, ultimately, the answer to everything that's wrong with Manchester United is Jose Mourinho. I, I Let's get him could... out of the club then. Oh, little... Here's the mad thing. So Manchester United's economics on this, as far as I can understand, they save seven million if they wait until they don't get Champions League football, right? Yeah, but it's something like that. So his payout right now is 14. Um, They they wait until they don't get Champions League football. It's 7 million. But Champions League football's worth 20 plus. So where's the maths here? To to save 7 million, we're basically willing to get rid of 20 million? And also, but we're not just getting rid of 20 million though, are we? No, because what we're doing is we're we're fucking off our two most prized players. Because Pogba ain't going to... The longer Mourinho stays there the less it is likely the Pogba will stay. The longer Mourinho stays there, the less it's likely that De Gea will stay. Bigger so, and a sooner problem is that, that Martial still hasn't signed a deal and he's gone in the summer. Yeah. That's the real thing. That's what Man United really should be concentrating on. I, De Gea's got his 12-month uh, renewal sorted because that's in his contract. That was always going to happen. They've got another 12 months to kind of get that deal done. So they can wait a bit with Pogba. That he's still under contract again. They'll just basically do what uh, Chelsea have effectively done to Hazard and gone. Uh, you, you could probably go, but it's going to cost the team two hundred million. So price him out of a move. But Martial, he's got all the leverage. If he basically does feels that he's stuck under Mourinho, he'll just fuck off. I mean, he's going to have no shortage of options, no shortage. Uh, that- I hijacked this. Sorry, Woods. We hijacked this. Let's talk about Hughes. Let's talk about Hughes. <laughs> Well, isn't it quite funny, though, that uh, Mark Hughes has been sacked on the basis that he could only get a 2-2 draw against Man United at home? How yeah. the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Is that not winding you up a little bit more? I, may, I'm, I am wound up quite heavily right now. I'm not happy. <laughs> mate, on the plus side, you did, like, you know, get another comeback after being two goals down. Mate, I wanted just to lose. When we went 2-0 down in 20 minutes, I was like, excellent. We're going to get fucking smashed here, and then we're gonna, he's going to go. But no, then I said to you, didn't I? I said to you in the game, we'll get a comeback now and then it'll just be a fucking draw and then nothing will happen. Look what happened. It's, it's disappointing. Yeah, so that's ultimately what happened and yeah, Mark Hughes got the sack. So Talk to Matt Hughes. Mark Hughes, well, our favourite man on the pod, eh? Um, I'm a bit gutted because we're no longer going to have a guaranteed chump of the week, you know, or, or, or at least in the running. Um, although to be fair, I did give him a winner once, didn't I? Yeah. You did? You yeah, yeah. Off the back of beating Palace, right? Yes, right. Um, poor bloke. <laughs> um, nah, he's uh, he he's gone, and how it's not happened sooner, I, I do not know. Um, he had a win percentage in the Premier League of nineteen point two percent at Southampton. At Southampton, right? yeah, that's awful. That's, that's terrible. How did he even stay up? In, in in general, in terms of the cups as well. How did they even stay up? <laughs> I I can't get my head around that. The thing is, that he, I think they had a worse percentage record than than Swansea. Yet Swansea got relegated. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like you said, I don't get it. Somehow they managed to stay. Loads up. of draws, mate. Well, Must have been. Yeah. What for Southampton? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's bagged seven of those. When he's tenure. Yeah, seven. He's, so he's what, won five, drawn seven, and lost ten. Right. So yeah, those, those draws probably were enough to keep them up. 
and they were definitely last season not this season yeah. in terms of I think they, they obviously nicked a win or two probably as well last yeah. year they've been terrible this year they don't like scoring but um, they scored twice against us mate you know, so. it, it led me to have a little look into his stats so what go. he's done with his previous club so we'll start off with his first managerial job at Blackburn after obviously I think he was manager of Wales yep, um, correct, so yep. started off really well 182 drawn 47 lost 59 win percentage of 43% decent, bloody hell that's not decent. bad at Blackburn it's not bad not bad at pretty Blackburn pretty good obviously he got him the job at City where he improves he gets 36 wins 16 draws 25 losses 46.7% win rate so he was the manager that replaced Ericsson when they had the initial money and then got the big money I think he's he was still there when they got the big money in the, the Alanos uh, so he was there Robinho for the Alanos, and, and Alano. then was there for Robinho as well. Yeah. Um, then he um, he obviously uh, well, Man City obviously wanted a bigger manager, and yep. they decided a, co- a competent manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he ends up at Fulham, where he, this is where the decline starts. Okay, this is where the decline starts. So he, he goes down to thirty two point five percent win rate. Um, Woods, I think you've touched upon before that yeah. when he was at Fulham, he started. He thought he was. He thought he was he getting the Chelsea be- job. He left, yeah. he left the Fulham gig thinking he had the Chelsea job. I don't know what the fuck his agent was drinking. <laughs> At 32% win rate, yeah, he was, uh, he, he was struggling, Mark, wasn't he? pack this one in. I've got you a better job. <laughs> and it's also, in, it's also in West London. She even got moved. <laughs> yeah. I wonder um, if that's what happened before. Oh, shit. It can only be one team. Instead, they got the, uh, the other shit team from West London and QPR. That's where he went next. Um... And it really drops down here to 23.5%. Yeah. Now, we all remember that season. That was like the Bossingwa season, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's jobbing it up at right back. <laughs> Every game, yet still getting Bossingua. a run out. <laughs> wow. You remember that? Yeah. It was terrible. Um, and then he moves on to Stoke, where he was there for a few years. I think he had a couple of mid-table finishes, which well, he was the marks guy, over this. He was the guy replacing the guy, right? The guy. The guy. He's like, Pulis. He replaced Pulis, right? Yeah. Wow. So anything's going to look good, mate. Well, yeah, he had 35.5% win rate there. Um, I think, like I said, that's predominantly the first two or three seasons because we know in the last two seasons they were shit. He was a manager at the time at Stoke when they had both Shakiri and Arnautovic, right? That's correct. So just just put it out there. But um, Well, they were Barcelona at one stage. Stoke alone. Stoke alone. Look at Arnautovic at West Ham, right? Uh, And look at Shakiri at Liverpool so far. Just, Just saying, that's the mark of the manager we're talking about basically took the life out of those two players well yeah ultimately they got the reputation of playing you know from a long ball stoke way which was at least you knew how they were playing to just this nothingness nothingness there's no style there's no philosophy there's nothing nothing and ultimately that rolled on into his uh, job at Southampton where he was brought in as a I guess as a firefighter to uh, keep that keep them up he did did that not playing any style of football He's had a whole preseason, and what's he done? They don't score goals. So tattered, shit. So yeah, like I said, the only thing I'm baffled about is how he managed to stay until December. Yes, yeah. it is crazy. Should it, it should have gone immediately in the summer, but I bet he had a clause in that contract uh, that meant when he kept them up, he got the job. Uh, just out of interest, do you know he if got he, a million quid bonus know, as well, didn't he? Do you know if he shook the owner's hand um, on the way out? <laughs> do you reckon he got? A sh- <laughs> did, did he get a handshake? Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he, um, he. I, also, another thing I learned as well that he was on. He was on record because he's managed six teams in the Premier League, and there's only one manager that's done more than that, and that's Big Sam. 
of course. Do you, yeah. Do you think Mark Hughes is ever going to manage in the Premier League again? Do you think he's seen it as a firefighter? Someone like the will, honestly, the, the it's the worst Sam's. thing about the Premier League is that they keep regurgitating these managers into positions when they need to kind of get someone to do a job and keep them up. He's never been relegated, um, which is his big moniker that he's got. Um, he got I, lucky at QPR. I I can see someone basically. Take, well, he sets teams up to get relegated. Look at Stoke and look what's going to happen to Southampton and QPR and QPR. Look, bad teams make the decision to bring him in. Right, bad yeah, teams exactly. make that decision. Um, are there bad teams in the Premier League that will make that decision? You'd hope that the teams like um, <coughs> Huddersfield, um, Burnley to an extent, um, the teams that are down in the, the local regions wouldn't make that move. Um, Cardiff, I'd love him at Burnley. Cardiff, I could see it. If it starts to fall to pieces, I could see Mark Hughes, Welsh, Cardiff. The Welsh connection, yeah. Oh, I don't care. If it starts yeah, to fall to pieces, because I'd also I I I I'd hazard a, hazard a guess that the owners are a little bit trigger happy. Just a guess. Well, at Cardiff. At Cardiff. Yeah. Is it Vincent Tan? I think Is so. It still him. Yeah, it's still him. Yeah. With his high trousers. Yes. Yeah. High trousers. Tucked in shirt. Yeah, I can football see Football shirt, not you. just tucked in shirt. Everyone should wear a tucked in shirt with trousers, but like football well, shirt tucked in. Much like the players attending the Ballon d'Or, yeah? With their tucked in shirts. Segway. And their trousers. Hey? Oh, I had Did one you have more? Thing. Well, I, got, I, I just got... wanted a brief shout out to the old Ralph. Now, let's get this right. Go on. Ralph Hassenhutl. Hey? What's that? That's the new manager of Southampton. Oh, so it's yeah. kind of just to go against what you guys are saying. At least I think Southampton have actually yes. learned their lesson. So a few weeks ago... They've gone for a progressive manager. A few weeks ago, we said about this, that Southampton were having an internal review as to what the fuck's gone wrong. Because they used to be quite a progressive club, didn't they? When you yeah. look back at having Pochettino uh, and Koeman. And then they made the decision with uh, Puel, and that was a bad decision because they got rid of him after finishing eighth. Uh, then brought in Pellegrino who was a fucking disaster. And then Mark Hughes, they panicked into Hughes. And I think they all went, wait, wait a minute, what the hell has happened here? We were a club that were basically finishing eighth um, with good players having to sadly lose them all to Liverpool, but still bringing through good players, playing decent football. And now we're basically a car wreck fighting relegation. So as you said, this manager, correct me if I'm wrong, um, RB Leipzig, manager correct um yep. so i think that he had uh, a very good season the season before last where he got them into the champions league i think there was a second bit of a down season last year probably partly due to uh, you know the additional weight of champions league football and everything that goes with that and also i think other teams probably bouncing back from disappointing seasons but certainly exciting it's, it's a much better appointment than going oh let's get tony Pulis. Or let's yeah. go get Alan Pardew mm. or let's go Moyes. get Sam David Allardyce Moyes, yeah. yeah or David Moyes because David Moyes immediately put his name out there Immediately, so I think no fair play Southampton for looking at it and being progressive about it. Yeah, mad props to man. I like it. I like it. I don't know how to do a segue to Ballon d'Or now. Mad props to the new winner of the the 2018 Ballon d'Or. Yeah, who's that? Luka Modric, best yes. best player in the world. Hmm. I'm looking forward to this. I I honestly. I said, what, about six, seven weeks ago when we had the FIFA Best Awards that the Ballon d'Or had an opportunity to basically put itself out there as the correct football award show, right? How wrong was I? I mean, even before we get to Luka Modric, uh, have we heard all about what happened with the uh, female footballer of the year or female Ballon d'Or winner Mm, who, when receiving her award, was asked if she knew how to twerk? Uh, What the (laughs) fuck are you doing? 
Like honestly, when I it's 2018, when I first, mate. When I first saw this, I thought mm, that doesn't sound right, and I had to watch the video. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? What's he doing? The guy then, instead of apologising, basically came out to suggest, oh, no, it was just kind of a bit of a joke. I really respect women. And I'm like, yeah, of course you fucking do. French she wasn't DJ. happy, was Shock she, has, Shock happy. as French man has basically low morals and standards when it comes to women. What a piece of shit. He just needs to come and live in England, mate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he, I think he's basically trying to now get his career back because uh, I, I'm just trying to say DJ Martin Solveig uh, is who uh, basically told um, Ada, oh, God, I'm going to struggle with this, Hagerberg, um, who I think plays for Leon, who are the most, one of the more successful teams in uh, women's European She has football. a cracking goal record as well. She, she, like, her achievements over the last year have been incredible. Yeah. And tw- the guy has literally gone up to her, handed her an award and went, yeah, you're a prick. <laughs> Basically, none of it means anything because you're a woman. And it's just like, fuck you. I man. want to see you do what I expect women to do. Exactly. Basically, that's and it's bit... just like, well done for pulling the rug out from underneath her now. Do you know what I mean? Smarmy they French even man. had the cringy uh, photo afterwards where they're you know they're, they're shaking hands you know all smiles yeah oh look she understood oh it was just banter scumbag mate right Absolute anyway scumbag. that wasn't even the the worst thing to happen at the awards show um don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the nice you got there son jesus christ how the fuck does luca modric win an award for best footballer in the world how honestly i'm gonna re- i'm just gonna go through the list of um one through to 15, all right? Um, so Luka Modric winner, um, he had almost double the amount of points to second place Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Griezmann third, uh, Mbappe fourth. Lionel Messi, the greatest footballer that's ever lived, the best footballer on the planet, fifth. Um, Mo Salah sixth, Rafael Varane seventh, Eden Hazard eighth ahead of Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Harry Kane, 10th. N'Golo Kante, 11th. Neymar outside the top 10 in 12th. Yep. Good. That's correct. Luis Suarez, 13th. Thibaut Courtois, 14th. Ahead of uh, 15th place. Uh, you might Paul- say he slithered into that position. Eh? <laughs> Very good. Uh, Paul Pogba in 15th. And then you've got Aguero Bale, Benzema, Firmino, Rakitic, Sergio Ramos, uh, Cavani, Mane, Marseille, uh, Alisson, Mandzukic, Oblak, Godin, and Isco. Um, I tell you what, if you're uh, if you're Rakitic, you're feeling a little bit outdone by him. Absolutely, right? and someone mentioned this. How the fuck is even Rakitic basically the twentieth best player when Luka Modric's number one? You can't tell me there's that much difference between those two. Now, I I don't understand what oh, the bot. I I I could. No, I mean, you, for some reason, you, I genuinely, I love Modric, mate. I know I, you I do. Genuinely but love him. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go through these players. Who would you rather have in your team, uh, Luka Modric or Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, it depends what sort of team. Well, uh, what's the? <laughs> what, are you going to allow this, Mike? I can't slap him because I'm over the internet. What is he <laughs> talking about? Um, you know, Modric or Griezmann? I mean, to be fair, that is quite close because I, I'd really, have, I'd I have do Modric, not, to I do not rate. Antoine Griezmann and he was the saltiest person there he hasn't stopped pissing and moaning he's like oh, clearly uh, clearly they Ballon d'Or voters all uh, see the European Championship uh, the Champions League that is as a bigger tournament than the World Cup no mate you basically got carried to a World Cup by a teenager that's why you didn't win it um, Mbappe's fourth uh, so you'd obviously you'd definitely take Mbappe over Modric Lionel Messi the greatest footballer that's ever lived fifth 
Admitted, yeah, Messi. The thing with the thing with Messi as well, because Messi, the problem for Messi is, is that he's normalised greatness. His numbers last year are ridiculous. Um, I'm going to try uh, finding his numbers. Um, there is a key we, thing as well: is the fact that Argentina was shit at the World Cup. Yeah, and Croatia weren't. But okay, and that's fair because um, Croatia got to the final. Um, who did they beat on the way to the final? England. Right, so we we, we, know, we know they're not they're not excellent. Who else? Oh, I don't know. Russia, yeah, Russia. That was on penalties, right? Yeah. Was that in the quarterfinals? It was Denmark. Yeah, it, was it was Denmark on penalties in the quarter. Yeah, I was in the, say Denmark in the sixty. So, are you really going to tell me, Lee? Are you really going to tell me that Croatia had this hard route, two penalty shootout wins? Against Russia and Denmark, and then England in extra time. Fuck off. They got slapped in no, the no, final. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's the reason why. But it's absolutely ridiculous. I can't understand how basically people... First and secondly, was Modric really their best player? I, personally, from when I watched them, I was like, Perisic is their best player. He was their most important player. He was the player which was basically carrying their attack all the time. Modric went missing in games because his legs were gone. Absolutely. The latest. I think he scored a couple of good goals actually in the tournament, if I remember rightly. In the first, I think the first two games he had a he started really well in the tournament and then faded massively because his legs couldn't keep up with the tournament. Well, that's what happened with Harry Kane. But everyone still lords about. No, his, no, you know. not me, not me. He he his World Cup started well and then it was penalties, um, clutch penalties, penalty taker for what it's worth. I'm I'm just not buying this shit to be honest because I'll never be convinced otherwise, and I will accept. That Cristiano Ronaldo should have won it this year because of what he managed to do in terms of winning the Champions League. And also, by removing him from that Madrid team, has turned them to shit. Absolute <laughs> shit. Now, where the fuck... Can someone remind me where Luka Modric plays? Oh, he plays in that shit team. Who are He's now got no shit. one to pick out now, has he? He's oh, got well, no one to feed. Oh, right. So, he was, all his results were based on basically the best striker in the world. This is what I mean. It just doesn't work. He can't... What the fuck? What were they voting on? Well, you know how the votes were, how they're done, yeah? Um, I tell you what, you tell me. Because Jer- Jer- oh, Jer- I only know some of it. It's, like it's journalists from- and captains, and it was that the FIFA one? Yes, yeah, is uh, that way? Um, I'm- and this is the thing. Like some of these countries, you know, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but say it, Lee. Say it. Like, why are like some Kits and Nevis voting on, on, you know, voting for this? Why, why do they have a say? Like, you know, I mean, why do they have a say? Like. They have no relevance in football. It's like, for me... They're like it's a like, cricket and athletics nation. It's like when you go to the World Cup, right, and you've got a random referee from fucking, like, Uzbekistan refereeing you, and you're like, how on earth can you referee us with this, this game between, like, Germany and Italy? You've never seen the standard. You have never seen the standard. Yeah. Like, you know, you wouldn't stick a fucking Sunday League player in this because he's, he's not up to scratch. He's not up to pace, you know? Um, Modric got literally, like, 300 votes more... Than Ronaldo in second place. But did you know this was the lowest percentage in terms of a win in like ten years or something? In what sense? Sorry, I don't. So like the the percentage for like how he won in terms of like from winning it to second. So it was the lowest percentage. So he didn't he didn't like he basically didn't kill it. Right. I mean, it, I don't. I don't. That doesn't make it any better, mate. To be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly can't get my head around it because he sounds a bit salty but... himself, don't you? Really. <laughs> bit, bit Griezmann, bit Antoine in you. I mean, Lionel Messi <laughs> uh, won, won the Pachiti and obviously the, the Golden Boot in Europe. So he, he had a pretty bloody good season. I'm still trying to find his numbers. Didn't you send all the numbers in the WhatsApp group earlier? I, I, I did. Did I do this? 
I'm going to go into the WhatsApp well, group. I've seen them, and cause that's because you sent them, I'm pretty sure. Although now I can't find them. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. He scored a lot of goals. Um, and he was... I think he had the most assists in Syria. Uh, Syria. He didn't even play in that league. That's how good he is. Uh, he had the most assists in, <laughs> in La Liga. He had the most goals in La Liga. People were talking about it like he, he had... A, I've, got, I've got his stats. I've got his stats. Leo Messi in 2018. 43 goals, 21 assists... Three trophies, the most goals in Europe, the Golden Boot winner, and the most Champions League goals. Okay, and uh, can you tell me how many goals Luka Modric scored? Because I'm going to guess... Ireland's so is this all about stats now, is it? Well, is, that no. how, is that how you base a footballer? Well, how can you base a team game on because Croatia got to the World Cup final and got slapped by France? How can you base it on basically Real Madrid winning the Champions League? Don't get me wrong, like, I'm, not, I'm, not saying Modric, I'm, not, I'm not saying Modric is a better player than Messi or Ronaldo, but... When I watch Modric, I can see he's a cut above everyone else in terms of the way he plays. Like, he's aesthetically pleasing. I, I love the way he passes. I love his movement. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I generally, no, I love the guy. I watch him. Every time I watch Real Madrid, I literally watch Modric for, like, p- large parts of it. I just watch him. Don't watch where anywhere else is going. It's I just like, watch him. For me, it's like when you watch United play and you sit there and watch Skulls. In the, when, when he was exactly. in his later years and he's just dictating. Oh, Modric, for me... He is. He's never going to be. Uh, you're never going to score a shitload of goals. Or and that's or fine. I, I, I completely assists. understand that. I completely appreciate. It. He's usually the pass before the pass for the assist, right? I get that. I don't understand though, and I think this is where you're coming from, Tom. I don't understand how he, for his contributions, can be singled out as the best player in the world. Absolutely. I, I, because this, you know, he. Do, if you go through the years of the players that have won this award. In, in in 20 years' time, 30 years' time, they're going to be going like, Luka Modric, what did he do? Absolutely. Like, do oh, you know what I mean? Because like, they'll look at it and go, oh, did he captain the World Cup winning team? Oh, no, they got spanked in the final. Okay, so why did he win this? Also, I just want to say, he wasn't the best player at the World Cup. You know who okay. the best player at the World Cup was. Who was that? It was Eden Hazard. <laughs> I thought he was going to go with Mbappe. Mbappe lit the World Cup, but Hazard basically on his performances was the best player. I thought you were going to go Ashley Young, personally. Ashley, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> in, on another, in another kind of universe, they, they don't fall flat against France. Um, they get to the final and they also turn Croatia over. I'm going to be controversially, I actually thought Rakitic had a better tournament than Modric did. And like, I could probably accept that. It's not controversial it, it, to Woods. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think, and I don't buy, I don't think anyone at the end of the Champions League tournament sat there and went, wow, Luka Modric has carried Real Madrid to this tournament. Without him, they wouldn't have won it. That's what I'm saying. Did anyone say that? They, no. And I don't really think at the end of the World Cup, people were going, wow, Croatia couldn't have got here without Luka Modric. I mean, had basically Kasper Schmeichel saved a few more penalties in the shootout, no one's talking about this. It's gone to Ronaldo. He's, he's deserved it on the basis of that goal in Turin, winning the Champions League and banking a hat-trick in the opener at the World Cup against Spain. Oh, and also breaking a record for goals. Was it 10 goals in 16 games for, for Juventus? So he's yeah. still lighting it up. I guess there was one re- thing that would have gone against Cristiano Ronaldo and that's obviously certain accusations where maybe voters were swayed against... Maybe that's ultimately why Modric won it. Modric won it because Cristiano Ronaldo has been alleged of some dark deeds. I think I'll look back on this one as uh, kind of like the Giggs year when he won, like, didn't he win the PFA Player of the Year? Yeah. Or like, you know, that Ronnie Griggs year? Yeah. And it's like, 
you're not really the best player though, are you? It's just kind of like, yeah. I think, and I think Modric is, for some reason, I think Modric, Modric is having one of those period, the, the period of his game where he's being appreciated. Yeah. And people are trying to do it in every way they can, essentially. Because, I feel, and, I feel and that's nice. For me, he is like, I, I, will, I will say, and I think, I'm, I think you're with me on this one. If I, if, you were to, if I had to sit there and name that some of the, be, like, you know, the best centre midfielders that I've ever seen, he's in the discussion for me. Like he's fucking uh, brilliant. He hates it. He doesn't like it. On his like day, he's it. fucking brilliant. I can't deny this. Maybe you don't watch enough Real Madrid. You don't just I don't know watch Luka Modric. I don't know. I mean, I think he's I a fine say, player, but I think he's an addition. He's an additional piece as opposed to a building block. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I'd, I'd start my team there. I think I'd be. It'd be like in my midfield, I'd, I'd have Modric, but I'd have Lampard because Lampard's going to basically do what I need him to do, and Modric can basically give the ball to him. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. He's kind of like a. I get that he's a facilitator, but he's a facilitator that I just... My, my biggest disappointment is the fact that if you're going to break the monopoly between Messi and Ronaldo, give it to someone wrong, maybe younger. Wrong player. Should have been Mbappe. Yeah, exactly. Well, he won Mbappe. the other award, didn't he? he won, what's it called? He, well, he won the award yeah, the, the voted Ke- before Kepa, by former Ballon d'Or. Copper wins. Award. Was it the Copper yeah. Award? Yeah. For, for young player. Um Bullshit. They should have just. Yeah, they should have just got bold. I mean, Mbappe started the season really well as well in Paris. Uh, he had an excellent World Cup and was definitely a better performer at the World Cup than uh, Modric. Get bold with it. Go kill him. Get bold. Yeah. Get bold. Anoint like that, him. Was the Lil John song called "Get Low." Was it Lil John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get low. Uh, look, yeah. I just want to say, Lee. I, I, I do appreciate yeah. Luka Modric is a good footballer. I'm not saying that he's a bad footballer by any means. I'm just saying he's not close to being the world's best footballer is he the best centre midfield player in the world he'll be in the discussion for sure he's old man now and he's getting old 32, 33 now isn't he he's getting 33 old. yeah let's move on mate because Woods is on. getting you know he's carrying on more derogatory <laughs> comments about Modric right. <laughs> I want to talk about gambling in Italy yes that's what I want to talk about serious subject so um, yeah I'm not going to spend very long on this because I've only got a few talking points so the Council of Ministers in Italy have essentially approved a giant blanket ban on gambling advertising in the country, right? So uh, the best thing about this is, right, is that sponsorships were in the fine print. That's fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's mm. nice and fun. So you, in Italy, you can still go and bet and you can go into a betting shop and bet away. Do whatever you want, mate. Because I don't know if you know this, but there is a percentage of... Basically, when you go, say you go into a, bet, a bookies in Italy and you, you know, you, so let's say you win five grand, two and a half of that grand goes to the government. Half of, half of all betting wow. goes to the government. Wow. Or, or is it that or is it your half your stake? One of them. Like, I think it's might actually be half your stake goes to the government. The government makes 50%. say no one will be betting yeah, then. Yeah. The government makes 50% basically of betting. Yeah. Any stake laid, they get 50%. Exactly. And think about Italy. Yeah. Some of them stakes are going to be quite high, I imagine. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much money they've made at Berlusconi. Yeah. Let's put it <laughs> so, right. The key is, is that gambling companies cannot do any advertising outside of the inside of their betting shop. Wow. That's restricted. Right? Now, one of, the key, one of the key things here is that this, will, this applies to football. Right. So, company... So, if I'm, a, if I'm a company or I'm a football club, I cannot be sponsored by a betting company anymore. I cannot have them on the shirts. I cannot have them on the billboards. I cannot have them around the stadium. 
anywhere. Is it as rife as it is in England? Yeah, apparently. I, so I've been speaking to a, 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 a colleague of mine who is Italian. And I've been speaking to another colleague of mine who is also Italian. And they're both big football fans. And they both have said to me that gambling in Italy is a, a lot worse than it is in England. Wow. As in, it's genuinely a health concern. And they, this is why this is coming in, because it is so bad. So potentially could England go this way? Right, maybe so. Right, now, we've got some interesting facts here because advertisers or sponsors are worried about the legalities of this because some of their sponsorship deals... By the way, because this comes into place on January the 1st, 2019. Halfway through the season. Exactly. And we have deals that are going to be extended, obviously, that run into this year. And do you know what happens to those deals? Abolished. There's not... Literally, Done. If you are if you are if you are if you are caught with like advertising like gambling after January the first, mate, I don't know what the fines are. I'm going to be guessing they're quite going to be quite severe. Wow, not good, not good. So it's basically. legislation. Like I don't obviously know about Italian politics, but if once it's, it's it is brought literally in, legislation. That is literally the words used. So and that is a, that is a get that is a ban across all media platforms, including television, websites, radios, and the sponsorship of sports clubs. So tell me how that works then with the contracts that are like in existence now apparently they just have to stop i'll give you an example right i as people that might know me i work in the digital marketing world yeah and in italy you know like when you go onto google you type in say sports betting right you get sponsored ads on the side right mm-hmm. now i assumed at the start that companies would just ignore the fact that they can't bid on those terms anymore right no no Google have contacted them and said, you're not doing it anymore. It's against the fucking law. There is a ban on it and you physically can't even do it. Like this is how high it's going. The fact that Google are complying with it and actually saying, actually, Italian companies, you cannot bid on these keywords because you you cannot appear for sports terms because you are basically advertising in Italy. Wow, and so that's what Google is, isn't it? Think about all this, think about all these gambling companies, right? That are now going, oh shit, we can't advertise anymore think about what this is going to do to italian football teams where all of a sudden they can't get sponsored by gambling companies anymore who has the money gambling companies do where's the money going who the fuck knows then how are they what are they replacing them with it it might mean that we have we get the yesteryear and we get the likes of nintendo sponsoring fiorentina but what what's going on so right so right the ba- there's a, I read this earlier on today. The ban could seriously limit the ability of Italy football clubs to comply with financial fair play. Oh, my word. Especially the break-even requirement. Oh, oh look at Juventus as well, word. spunking all that money on Ronaldo. Yeah, so this is it. <laughs> clubs face a penalty of at least €50,000, okay? Or 5% of the value of the advers- or 5% of the value of the advertisement or sponsorship. Oh, dear. Oh dear, the good news is is that any money raised from that goes into the fund to fight gambling addiction. Sorry, the, the, so it's not... just stop you there, Mike. You say the fine yeah. is only 5% of the deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't expect any of these clubs to give a fuck about losing that. If they lose it... Well, but this thing, if they lose it every single day... But it, Every single advert, mate, if you Every think. single... Like, I don't know, again, we don't know the very, very specifics of it because, under, un, understandably, it's all a bit shady, right? Sure. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna why go why have up. they brought it in so quickly, sorry? Why, 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 why has it got to be this January? Who the fuck knows? Do you know one of the questions I'm asking? Do you remember when Liverpool uh, played in France and they had, were sponsored by Carling? Yeah. And then they went to Liverpool... That they went... The, uh, yes, sorry. Um, and they went to... 
They went in France and they couldn't have yeah. it on the shirts. They played the blank shirt. Now I asked around and I was like, well, what happens when, you know, let's say, who's Everton, Sport Pesa. Let's say they play Lazio in the Europa League, right? Apparently, because the Champions League isn't an Italian thing and because Everton aren't an Italian team, they can go there with fucking Sport Pesa all over their shirt and stuff. It's baffling. So how does that not then work with like Google? Like surely they can just block it from like Italian websites, IT as in .it, but yeah. then anything that's like .co.uk, .com, blah, 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 yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah. So why is Google blocking it entirely? No, they're blocking just Italian websites. All oh, right. So, okay. so if basically it won't, so gambling companies won't appear essentially on paid advertising on Google.it. So within your job, you're, you're actually promoting for Italian websites? Yeah, we will do, yeah. Okay. Because we, we have gambling websites that obviously promote the worldwide. We have global accounts, right? So it right? just be so, different pages and including the Italian page. Precisely. Okay, right. So you'll have the Italian website. So, um, so, so Google ads, I've already said stop. Facebook are doing the same. They're, 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 they're getting involved. Um, it's absolutely crazy. And I have no idea what's going to happen. It, might, it, it could be one of these things which either has no repercussions at all or it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. I and know there's this, I know so this, many questions still. I know this is a poor comparison, but obviously when, like, smoking, cigarettes were banned from advertising, you know, and obviously they were used predominantly in sporting events. The in, F1, in the UK, F1, snooker, yep. you name it, they were, it was there. That, obviously, that that came in, that stopped. And it stopped, didn't it? And Well, yeah, it worked. Well, it works. So you can understand why the, why the Italian government had done it, but at the same time... Is it not nothing to be worried about? I mean, obviously, there's going to be that short-term period for Italian clubs where they're in these existing contracts with these sponsors, but then they'll just get a new sponsor. But if if these other sponsors... Yeah, but the, I can't imagine... There's a reason why every team in England basically is sponsored by betting companies, right? Because they offer the most money. I can't think that Italian clubs are going to be able to attract the same financial level of sponsorship with other because otherwise wouldn't they be getting wouldn't even you know, if you're a club wouldn't you well, want again, to get someone well again I think it's a short term thing that you know maybe I don't know a year two three years that's going to be the case where they are going to take a hit on the income they're getting but eventually there will be a new thing that comes in that will overtake you, you, it you would potentially think so but I mean you look at it and in that short term right let's say that Fiorentina are sponsored by fucking I don't know they're sponsored by a random gambling company that gambling company goes away that, that, and that, the, let's say that gambling company have been giving them 200 billion a year Right, when they're when they're sitting down and looking at their sponsorship deals, let's say you've got Lotto, right, who want to be a sponsor as well. Well, they're saying we're only going to offer you seventy-five million pound a year. Now that gambling company is in the way, Lotto thinking, well, I'm not. We're not going to pay you more than what we said we we're going to pay you before because, do you know what I mean? So surely, okay. because otherwise they'd be sponsoring them now, instead of all the gambling companies who are making money hand over fist. You know, what was that stat the other day that basically the the uh, the woman who owns like Paddy Power or something made something apps. She made like seven billion or something stupid last year. She took now, home two hundred sixty-five million in bonus, right? That's right. It wasn't seven billion. That was an exaggeration. <laughs> they yeah. they took uh, I think fifty billion or something like that. I think it was um, that's what they they took in the UK. I think. So one of my favourite things, right, is that the Syria A have released a statement about this expressing extreme concern over the impact of the edict on Italian football. And Bologna's chief executive has summed it up concisely as crazy. <laughs> I, I've, I, I think... So, right, 
the Deputy Prime Minister, Luigi Di Mao, has, ba- has also championed this change in law and has also expressed his intention to lobby the European Union for EU-wide gambling advertising restrictions. He wants it to be a European thing, like all across Europe. We're not in Europe anymore. We're not in Europe anymore, obviously. Now, <laughs> hey, something good's come out of it. Right. Oh, Jesus. Um, we can still have loads of money. Um, loads of gambling. On addicts. a personal level, I, I love what they do. I love this. I think this is great. And the fact that they're using the money, like, you know, used via fine or raised via fines and stuff like that to go back into the, you know, gambling treatment centers and stuff like that is great. But man alive, this is, this could be hilarious. Oh, it could be properly hilarious for the Italian clubs as they can't compete Wait, with the Is it all Italian clubs? Yeah. Or is it, I mean, so... It's just, mate, it's Italy. So, like, so, uh, sorry, I meant, like, in terms of who's going to be, like, directly affected straight away. Juventus is a B-win. Yeah. Is there, like, how many clubs are sponsored by... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I would have to look all that up, obviously, yeah. But, I mean, you, mate, every club is sponsored by a gambling club. Or they've got a sponsor somewhere. Juventus yeah. is you know? sponsored by Jeep and their stadiums, Allianz. So, I don't yeah. know. Is it... Yeah. Now they've they've got they've got but obviously they've got they've, got they've got additional sponsors. I'm trying to think if it's AC Milan. Um, yeah, AC Milan are as well, aren't they? They'd be like a Chinese. No, AC Milan isn't that B win. I thought they were the Emirates. I know someone. Emirates. That's right. Yeah. Mate. But they, but they'll all have secondary. Like, do you know what I mean? They'll all. They're have still it. obviously a source like, of money. Like coming Man United from... for a while had B win as an affiliate, like as a sponsor yeah. as well, and like. We, you never see B win around our stadium and that, but they were a sponsor of us, you know. It's one of the ones you see where they, you know, they're doing the uh, the, the advert or something, and there's like, you know, well, they're doing the thing after the game, and they've got the board behind them with all yeah, the sponsors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let's crack on. What, what were we? We're an hour and twelve. We've got about eight minutes because we wanted to hit an hour and twenty. That's it's usually a sweet spot, yeah. Yeah. That's not an hour and twenty. What is that? One hundred and thirteen minutes. What's that? I can't work out times. So, is it not an hour and twenty? Nah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Sure it's an hour and twenty minutes. I reckon so. I reckon so. Anyway, right. Let's uh, let's crack on. Let's do a little bit of a uh, little bit of a, a spin through what happened over the uh, the course of the of the of the following or no the previous week's football action. There's, yeah? there's some nice goals this weekend. So Friday, Cardiff played Wolves and beat them two one. And there was a goal, good goal in this game. Talk talk us through it quickly. Um, that's right. On the spot. How do you like them? Well, Wolves went one 0 up and Cardiff. One two one, and Poilet scored a, a superb goal, cur- a curling goal. effort from outside the box, in off the bar. Wolves have been found out a bit. Um, yes, they are Woods. I'm not that concerned because Fulham are still terrible. Um, Wolves' problem is that they never have scored enough goals in the league. Jimenez, is, as I've touched on regularly, is just so wasteful in front of goal. But it wasn't even wasteful this weekend. They just didn't really create much, and I think that's been part of their problem. They've got two very nice midfielders in Martinho um, and Ruben Neves, but they don't seem to have a 10. They've got two players that kind of like to sit a bit deeper, dictate play from there, like Luka Modric and kind of not influence the game in the final third. Um, and they could do with maybe a player that's more like a Messi or a Ronaldo in the final third to win games. Hmm. So a friend of mine has just texted me. He's at the West Ham uh, game tonight when they're playing Cardiff. Yeah, right. and he said, uh, and he said it's his first sighting of Neil Warnock, and he's just happy to be there. Yeah? He's happy to be there. <laughs> Mate, that stadium looks packed. Yeah, <laughs> Too fair, it's Cardiff. Yeah, but um, um, also on but, top of that, like Cardiff got into them in the in, in the second half. They probably got into them. I think that's what teams are going to start doing when they play against. I think that's Wolves. what you need to do with Wolves. Because yeah. I think was it Huddersfield or someone did it to yeah. them recently. Huddersfield did it to them last weekend. So they beat them. Um, 
They beat them. Uh, they beat them last weekend, didn't they? Was it Molyneux as well? I think it was. It the was. thing is that their defence looked rattled no. because no. Cardiff properly it got was. got in their face um, and put some pressure on their back three. Their back three like to play a bit of football, but they weren't being allowed the time to be able to play that football at the weekend, and that was quite telling. That they um, not being able to pass from the back was certainly impacting their overall performance. Do you know who else didn't play football uh, last Saturday? It was Burnley going down two 0 to Palace. On the uh, should have Saturday been more game. Absolute shooting. <laughs> How this was only two 0 I do not know. They they look awful. Um, I'm I'm starting to wonder. Uh, one thing about Burnley last year was that they were solid enough at the back. Not uh, this year, my friend. Do we think that Joe Hart has had a negative impact on their organisation? <laughs> Genuinely, because no. they, because the thing is, at least they looked organised at the back, and I know that Joe Hart's a, a shot stopper, uh, but. They look a mess constantly. There's constant opportunities uh, coming in. Uh, whenever I watch Burnley, they're giving up so many chances. Um, They've I think got the same defence, haven't they? There's a stat they're this year. They're the same team. There's a stat that I saw this um, this season. Burnley, uh, so most shots in a game, City, and in t- top, top five numbers, uh, City have three of them, obviously. Two of them, I think, are Palace and... Jesus, there's one other team. I think it's Wolves, um, maybe. But they both came against Burnley. So what I'm saying is that City shoot a lot in games, unsurprisingly, and teams that play Burnley also get a lot of shots in. Um, Palace peppered them, um, and they were thoroughly uh, worthy winners. A little bit wasteful in front of goal. They'll have to sharpen that up if they're looking to get any um, results going down the line. But a big win. Um, their first two goals from open play this season. At home. Lovely finish from Townsend. To Excellent. Winner, Excellent finish. The last goal. We've seen it before, but we won't see it again for a, another... Well, 30 games? Another 30 shots at least before he does it again. <laughs> uh, Huddersfield hosted Brighton and proceeded to lose 2-1. Oh, you, you, you're asking you me, are you asking me for this one? one? All right. So uh, Huddersfield, Huddersfield took the lead. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We can we can skip on. I'm just going to say there was one big moment um, in the game. Um, Huddersfield, who were one 0 up at the time, uh, Mounier put in a oh, pretty yeah. weak Good tackle, tackle um, sent off for it. I thought it was a bit harsh, and I think that really changed the game. Has that been looked at yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Overturned or anything. I'm assuming they appealed. I'm assuming they will appeal because. The manager uh, is it uh, uh, Warner? Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't. He, he wasn't happy. happy. Uh, he wasn't happy about a penalty decision that wasn't given. But it was never a penalty. Um, what he was asking for, Huddersfield. It was a really nice set piece actually, because the goal was absolute banter for Huddersfield. Um, your old boy that plays at fullback, the Brazilian geezer, uh, tried to clear a ball and managed to kick the ball sky high into the six yard box and it was buried Bruno. Uh, Bruno but then Bruno made amends for that by uh, getting a court, winning a corner and then taking it quickly and it was surprising they took a quick corner uh, Brighton because one of their strengths is in their centre half's height and attacking the ball um, nice quick set piece and Dunk who was still making his way into the penalty area uh, got a good run onto it was it sorry was it Dunk or Duffy Duffy uh, it was Duffy Duffy, Duffy. Duffy. Uh, we've got a run on, on it booming header um Good result for Brighton, though. Uh, disappointing for Huddersfield. Huddersfield looked like they might be stringing some results together. I think they had seven points from their previous three games. Yeah, they turned the corner, hasn't they? Yeah. So disappointing down for them. there with them. Absolutely. They, they'd started to come back down after three successive 1-0 victories uh, and then got found out a bit, but that's a big, big three points. Uh, they've got Palace tonight in the some sort of derby game, isn't it? Like, these two, Palace and 
Brighton seem to have a rivalry, don't they? Sussex derby. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a bit. It's not a derby. Um, Leicester beat Watford two 0 with Jimmy Madison atoning for his rather embarrassing beautiful dive goal. last week yeah. with a with a well the yeah with a yeah with a beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. I love this goal. I love the I love the ball from Old Brighton and I love the control and yeah. the uh, the volley from from Madison. It was a very nice goal. Talented yeah. boy, no. The other goal was peak Vardy. I, I, what are you doing, Foster? <laughs> oh, what the penalty! Yeah. Just, just, just don't give him. You know the what option. he's going to do, Vardy. Absolutely. You literally know what he's going to do in that situation. Made a so career don't, off don't that. Don't come steaming out. Yeah, yeah he, he went to the Andy Johnson School of Football. <laughs> you know how to make a career without with only having a couple of attributes. He's thirty-two now as well, Vardy. Still gets himself about there, mate. Mm. Powered up by vodka, any? So, um, <laughs> port. Yeah, uh, Man City beat Bournemouth three-one. Easy money, mate. Um, Easy money. Yeah. Sterling impressive. Sane impressive. Absolutely. The wingers were impressive as always. Um, they're still doing this about Kevin De Bruyne because they don't need Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, they, they, they're too good for the league. Um, interesting though, uh, Man City apparently are being investigated for FFP and may well be facing a Champions League ban. <laughs> be interesting Delicious. to see how long Pep Guardiola hangs around without European football. Delicious. Mm. Let's go to the... Uh, Let's go to the tune, yeah? Tune. Oh, mate. Shocker, mate. Shocker Newcastle losing 3-0 to West Ham. A travelling West Ham on their way up to Newcastle and uh, winning 3-0. Comfortably in the end, really. Easy. Hernandez should, probably could have scored more than two, right? He definitely should have. Um, it's quite surprised to see him back in playing football, starting. Yeah, I love that. To be honest, it, it, it worked for West it Ham. It did. Because they had a focal point in terms of Anatolic and Hernandez. And as you said, Hernandez and, could... and Anderson as well. He, he, oh, yeah. he, was, he was magnificent again. He's he's in such a rich vein of form. He, I'm trying to work him into my fantasy team. Right? He, he I can't is, do it at the moment. I played a free excellent. hit this week. Yeah. I changed like seven players. It's great. <laughs> is Anderson one of them? Yes, he is one of them. I bet yes. he is a new bastard. He is excellent. Um, he's doing very well. Hernandez, though, for what it's worth, uh, although he did miss a couple, he did take his goals very very well as well so um, he's a finisher he's, he? he's got that in his locker I still think that if I was West Ham I'd be using him off the bench because as Manchester United fans will tell you he is super in that option well, he so. could be off in January right I think that would be that's, that's a bad reports. decision for West Ham I think you still need to have goals in your team and I think that he is <laughs> if anything he is a goal scorer that, that man who offers the goals is not going to be Andy Carroll absolutely I mean it's, <laughs> no. he's still there isn't he yeah, mate, he's worse than Sanchez. Holy shit! In terms of like just stealing just a living, daylight robbery. Yeah. <laughs> Southampton drawing with Man United too. Well, we talked about this. I don't want to talk about it again. Let's talk about. Oh no, Chelsea, Chelsea, Fulham. Oh, it was a dire game. It was two 0 to Chelsea, and then yeah, and then we moved on to the and next then, game, didn't we? <laughs> uh, just a, just a quick derby. note. Um, Chelsea, a quick note. No, quick note. Chelsea, Chelsea, sorry, did make one alteration. He did bring Giroud into the team, um, which was the Good. right call. Um, however, he did persist with David Luiz at the back, uh, which was very disappointing. I felt that Andreas Christensen should have come in. Um, and Kovacic continues to disappoint. Uh, the sooner that Kovacic is out of the starting 11, really the better. Barkley was out with a knock that he picked up in the Europa. Uh, Rashford had a. Uh, sorry, Rashford. Ruben had a good uh, cameo coming on, bagging a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you did not have a good cameo coming on. Maratta. Holy shit, man. New, n- new haircut, same ability. Yeah, what sort of haircut? You're trying to look, give a bit more of a hard look, you know, crew cut. Well, probably run out of gel because there's not enough gel left in the world. <laughs> Use it all up. Uh, yeah, to be honest, disappointing, I will say. And I thought Fulham were pretty poor as well. 
They were. They didn't really offer a no, lot. No, they didn't. The Derby. The North London Derby. What a game. Oh, oh, mate. What a cracker. What a game. Game of the season? This is game my of game season. of the season for sure. So for far, sure. absolutely. Um, so Arsenal came out of the blocks uh, much like Tottenham did against Chelsea the week before. I was shocked. I was shocked because Tottenham were... And I think Tottenham must have been shocked. Arsenal played with such a high level of intensity. They were I look at that lot. You knew they couldn't keep it up, though. No. They were winning the ball in an advanced position, um, creating plenty of chances, obviously. Uh, got the goal eventually through um, a penalty, which I, I'm not sure what Vertonghen was doing with his arm up there. I, cu- <laughs> I couldn't work out what he was doing. Ridiculous uh, penalty dispatched, obviously, by Aubameyang, who has now scored all of these last 10 shots on target. They've all gone in. Fabianski in August was the last person to make a save from him. Um, that's a great step. <laughs> and don't we actually say that he um, he needs loads of chances to score? Yeah, I mean, it's actually well completely the opposite. All, those are all his shots on target. I don't know how many shots he's taken that are going off ah, right, target. Yeah. If that makes, I sense. thought his last ten shots were just on target. I heard. It, I don't know. I, I I'd have to look more into the into that stat, but I don't think so because I'm pretty sure he had a shot that. On the day, it was a half chance, but certainly it would have gone down as an effort, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to mm. look into that step. But yeah, Barmian, from from my experience, is that he's a player, much like Andy Cole, that needs a lot of chances to bag yeah, a goal, but will bag don't, goals. Don't tarnish Andy Cole. What a player he was, mate. Um, oh, Andy Cole. The game then seemed to turn in Tottenham's favour as Arsenal ran out a bit of steam towards the end of the first half. Um... Eric Dyer uh, with a front post header, much like the goal that Chelsea conceded the week before. Um, when watching the game, I'd already called what was about to happen and Arsenal didn't pick up on it. I thought Leno was particularly poor for it. I think yeah, he saw he, the post, he, and, he saw the post and bottled it, um, which is the first major mistake he's had, to be fair, because he's been super for Arsenal. I will say that he has been excellent for them. Um, then Eric Dyer did something regretful where he gave the big one to the Arsenal fans, give him them the finger, the shush, uh, something that Why would come... not? Why no. not? Oh, no, 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 no. I have no problem with it. All oh, right, okay. The problem is, is when basically you fall personally to pieces in the second half and basically <laughs> gift the game to that team. <laughs> um, obviously, a little scuffle started. I think Lichsteiner, uh, was it Lichsteiner that got it involved? It was Lichsteiner, yeah. yeah. Fuck off, mate. Why are you getting involved? And obviously, like, fronting up. I did find it funny that none of the Arsenal players wanted anything to do with Sissoko. Every time Sissoko would come in, they'd all be like, yeah, no, we're enough of this now. <laughs> probably yeah, because yeah, we'll, probably because much like Sissoko doesn't know what's going to happen with his legs probably you look at him and go oh, I have no idea what he's going to do with his arms either <laughs> um, the second goal for, for Tottenham I'm trying to remember off the top of my head it was a penalty wasn't it and this is the incident uh, ridiculous tackle from Rob Holding um, not too sure why he's gone to ground there um, soft I feel like he's gone to block the shot yeah uh, but I think he's gone in for the tackle I think he's just lost. Either his way, he's block panicked. Or tackle. He's panicked, hasn't he? Either um, way, he should not be doing that and in the in the in the area because he's flown into this ta- into this mm. block tackle, blockle as we'll call it. And you know, <laughs> it, you don't do you don't do that in in, in pretty much the six yard box almost. No, um, and obviously Kane dispatched the penalty, so two one at the half. And Tottenham looked the better team as they went into the half time. Arsenal looked a bit gassed. Um, Emery then changed it up a bit. He got both uh, Lacazette and Ramsey on for two players who were quite disappointed in the first half. I thought a YBM, Mkhitaryan were on the peripheries of things. They didn't Definitely. really influence the game. And they were big changes. Um, uh, and they it's worked big move. time. Um, Is Wenger making that move? 
No. Absolutely not. He had Lacazette and Aubameyang split those centre-halves uh, for all the space for Ramsey to start dictating play. What, but the finish from Aubameyang for his second for the equaliser was absolutely delicious. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable wow, strike. Uh, first time. That's a player that's got all the confidence in the world, isn't it? Um, take, that was the leveller. Uh, Lacazette then, um, after I think it was fourth, got found out in possession by Ramsey. Uh, deflected shot off um, Eric Dyer. Who else? Uh, squirming into the bottom corner for a 3-2 lead. And then Eric Dyer just forgot how to defend for Torreira's goal. He had him covered. And then the ball comes into Torreira and he tries to win it, misses it, and Torreira calmly slots it away for the what, fourth. What a, play, what a day he had. Torreira was... Man of the match for me. Incredible. Super, incredible. Super player. Super player. Um, when Jose talks about needing a mad dog, he's, th- like he's thinking of Torreira, isn't he? The thing with Torreira, and a lot of teams will be looking at this thinking, oh, how did we miss on him? Because really they did. Um, he was a known quantity Um at Sampdoria, that that was what he had. It was known that I think he had a good buyout price, which is why they got him at twenty six million. I, when you kind of look at what Man United could have done with um, in their midfield, where they don't really have anything like that, I think my, there's a lot more teams than just Manchester United. I think it's very easy to sit at Manchester United and look at their midfield and go, they could do with anyone to play with with Paul Pogba in the midfield. But he's been a huge influence in them, and and so has um, Emery as well, who's. Uh, as we've touched on earlier in the show, he's been super. He's turned the the mentality of that team around. He's got the fans on side, which has made a huge difference. It was an excellent atmosphere at the Emirates, which is something I don't think a lot of fans will probably remember that Arsenal fans used to have an atmosphere. I know that Highbury got called a library for a long time, but they're going the right direction. They worry me. Uh, they generally worry me. I look at Chelsea's top four and I feel that we've plateaued. They're continuing their upward trajectory and I don't think we're as good as Spurs. So I think that we might be fifth. Let's not get too hasty. We'll, well see. But, uh, Seriously, though, because it's, it's, it's going to be up and down. Uh, of I course. Down the bottom. I think of course. I mean, Arsenal have well. picked up a lot of points when they didn't deserve to win points, um, as Chelsea have this season. They haven't, as well. they haven't led a game at half time yet, have they? They have not. Um, it's, which it's crazy. Is, that is absolutely mental, isn't it? Um, but what a fun game. What a fun game. To another fun game Liverpool beating Everton 1 0, thanks to that hilarious howler by. Jordan Pickford in the 95th slash less, less minute. Less hilarious. Well, there we go. We already covered that game. I can't be able to talk about it again. Oh, no, mate. I don't, we don't need to talk about it. Good. Let's do some predictions, shall we? Crack on. It's five. Du- double predictions, yeah? Double predictions. Double predictions. Right. Bet Woods has definitely got some scores up there. Come on, mate. Bournemouth, Huddersfield. No scores here, mate. Just checking, just checking. No scores here, sunshine. Uh, Bournemouth, mate, at home. They'll bounce back this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Bournemouth team. Brian Palace. Draw. Oh, how how Brian been on their travel? Sorry, uh, Palace been on their travels this season. Better than they've been at home, I think. Oh. They've been abysmal at home. I'm having a draw week. myself. This is a member a derby, so it'd be quite feisty. Derby yeah, give me a draw. Commas. I see a draw. You're on draws already. Yep. Okay. West Ham, Cardiff. Should be West Ham. I'm taking West Ham. That's, that's a, it's a potentially difficult game for West Ham, that one. Um, It'd be nice to see if West Ham can string two results together. Yeah, I, th- I think West Ham just might have too much for them. West yeah. Ham as well? Yeah, yep. yeah, West Ham. Yeah. Watford, Man City. City. Obviously, that's Man City. This is all Man City. Uh, Burnley, Liverpool. 
Should be Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, Burnley are terrible. Everton, Newcastle. Everton. Should be Everton. Should be Everton. Look at listen to that confidence. Listen to that confidence. The swagger, right. mate. The swag. The swag. I reckon there'll be changes, mate, so I'm not I'm not you know. As long as it's Lookman in for Walcott, you're all right. Well, that's what I mean. If Lookman comes in for Walcott, I'm happy. I don't care what happens in the result, as long as Lookman comes in. <laughs> I'm really uh, liking it. Fulham Leicester. Oh, wow. So Ranieri's basically gone back to back against his old clubs. Um, I'm taking Leicester. I'm going crazy. It's not really crazy. <laughs> no, Fulham, sorry. I'm going Fulham. Oh, Fulham. oh right, yeah. Sorry. That, yeah. yeah, you know what? I'll take Fulham as well. Big opportunity here to get one over on your rival. Mm. I'll take a draw. Taking a draw. <laughs> Wolves, Chelsea. I'm going to go Chelsea. Wolves Should form, be, is, it? Wolves form Chelsea. is terrible. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Man United, Arsenal. <sighs> Arsenal. Arsenal. I'm going Arsenal too. That's, That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's unbelievable. That kind of look at that Arsenal game and go, Arsenal, Arsenal absolutely. That's... <laughs> Because we're shit. Yeah. Um, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Yes. Now, that is one lot of games, isn't it? That's the midweek that fixes. Is, yes. That is one lot of games. And now we have another lot of games. Bournemouth, Liverpool. Ooh, tasty. Is that an early kickoff, is it? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. Bournemouth will half play 12, really yes. well in the first half. They'll get a goal and they'll end up losing. Exactly. That's exactly the story I'm saying as well. Liverpool to win for me. You know what? Fuck it. Unconventional. Draw. Wow. Drop points. What, what, what are you going for? Liverpool? Dead air now. I'm going Bournemouth. Wow. <laughs> this is it, mate. This is the one. This is the one they lose. Wow. What are you going for, okay. Tom? Uh, yeah, Liverpool. Uh, like I said to you, I, I think that Bournemouth will play well in the first half and then, like they have done against all the other big teams, run out, lose the game. Arsenal, Huddersfield. Arsenal. Arsenal. Burnley Brighton Draw Yeah Draw Yeah I like draw Cardiff Southampton Cardiff Cardiff mate All day long Southampton are going to have Actually, a new no, manager Actually no no no, no 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 They will, draw, draw, draw they will have me. a new manager But I, I, I think Cardiff will have a bit too much for them I think they'll be at, at it Like They've been at it in some of Getting these games in. at home Man United Fulham Or did I pick one You went draw didn't you No you went Cardiff didn't you I didn't go anything. Oh, then what do you want? Uh, I'll take a Cardiff. So exactly what I had written down. <laughs> <isn't it? Cool. laughs> good, 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 good work, guys. Um, Man United, Fulham. Four. Draw. Just going for a draw. I'm going to go for a win for the boys in red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. United will beat Fulham at home. You, but you think, yeah, you, you th- think, think, you think, but, but yeah. they they drew with what was it Palace at home? They've drawn with someone else shit at home. Shut up, um, West Ham, Crystal Palace. Ooh. I'm going West Ham. West Ham. Going to go Palace. Going to go Palace. Is he like it? Huh. Chelsea versus Manchester City. Oh. Man City. Yeah, Man yeah C- I'm going Man City. Man City. Oh, uh, you going so negative? <laughs> Mate, Marcus Alonso plays left back against Raheem Sterling. No, oh, that's a massacre, isn't it? It is. And Leroy Sané will have a oh, stop as well. David Luiz, well. although David Luiz and Aguero got like some weird rivalry, haven't they? They fucking hate each other. Aguero is injured, ain't he? Is he? I think so. No, he's, he's injured for midweek. No, no, sorry. No, he's not injured. He was. He was. He had. I think he had a small knock at the weekend. 
Um, just he's rested. Fit. Yeah, yeah. But he's fit. So they might actually play this. To, he might. I don't know if he's played tonight, but they're saying that he might play that one to give him some sharpness for the. Yeah, for we're, the, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not being for David Luiz. For David Luiz, yeah, to feast on David Luiz, as Tom would say. We're not being. Leicester versus Spurs. Late kickoff on a Saturday. Yep. Give me Spurs. Give me Spurs. I'm going Spurs. What do you want? What do you want? What do you need? I'll take a Spurs. We're going Spurs. Excellent. On to Sunday. Newcastle versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Ugh. Um, that's a super Sunday, isn't it? That's a draw. Let's go with draw. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, going, I'm going Newcastle. I was going to say Wolves, if anything. Yeah? Uh, but I'll say draw. I believe in Newcastle. What about you, Tom? Newcastle, Wolves, draw. Yeah, draw. You're going draw as well, yeah? Yep. And then... Everton versus Watford round out the fixtures. Everton Monday night. Monday night football. Old team, mate. Goodison under the lights. This is old, old team. Everton yeah. all day, mate. Silver's up for it. Yeah. Richarlison's up for it. It's a win. There you go. And thus the predictions have been made. Winners and chumps quickly before we sign out. We go, well, I'm going straight in with my chump, mate. Is it Mark Hughes? It's my last time to get him in, mate. <laughs> Unless somehow he does actually get another job. You hero, it's going to happen. You hero. It's Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. You're a chump. Um, I'm going to start with winner. Um, and I'm going to go with um, Emery. It's hard not to disagree. I can't disagree Maybe with, with the uh, with the halftime Unai Emery, changes, mate. Uh, the changes. I love those. He I won the, the second changes. half 3-0. Yeah. Like, he stomped Pochettino. Pochettino, who I personally regard as the best manager in the Premier League, um, he got stomped at the weekend. Um, yeah. This does, this does throw more credence to the you know theory that Pochettino is fantastic manager. Struggles to influence a game once it's actually been kicked off, though. We did make us up until they were like four-two down. Exactly. Yeah, it was that weird. That. Sense. Emery's seen that his team is two-one down and probably in a bit of shock after going one nil up and playing good, and then suddenly find themselves two-one. He makes the change. He, he may, at least he does. He makes something happen. Mm. You know, Pochettino didn't do anything. Well, I'm for, I thought you boys might argue he's going to be a chump because of uh, his uh, tactical selection of not picking older world. Um, no, I mean, it has to be Hughes. No, well, I mean, to be fair, my chump is probably actually going to be Paul Pogba because he was fucking garbage. He was garbage. And, uh, and he's been called out he's by He's got a virus, mate. You know? <laughs> no, he is the virus. <laughs> oh, he is the virus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Pogba. Yeah. But I think the winner for me, I'm going to go for uh, Abamyang because... Uh, uh, I I really like that goal he scored. The, the, second, the second goal it was, was such a good delicious, goal. mate. Great hit. Such a good um, goal. My chump uh, is Jordan Pickford. Ha! You can't make those that you can't make those errors that that late in a game like that. That will that will live with him because that it's game argue, that game will last yeah. forever. That's the problem. That generally will. I want to see how he reacts. I hope he doesn't go I, too Joe I, Hart on us and go too. Beats himself up no, even more. I don't you know, think he will. To... I think he's quite a confident chap, but not to the extent that Joe Hart is. I think he'll be fine. I think he will get over it fine. But I think that, you know, that that will be a decade on, and we'll still be remembering when that happens. You know, it's it's just one of those mm. moments. I oh, mean, it's gonna be one of those. It's one of those goals, mate. It's gonna go down in history. You know, it's the, I don't know all your other comical goals you've seen in the Premier League from I don't know that Birmingham Aston Villa one where he Peter Enkelman, Enkelman yeah, and whatnot, and the, the Robbie Keane. The, yeah, the Taibi. Yeah, the Taibi one, Taibi, exactly. Exactly, yeah. The balloon, the ball, the yeah. Darren oh, Ben. Rainer, yeah. Exactly. See, it's, exactly it's going to go down as one of those. It's going to be that's what I say. Yeah. And on that note, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah? Yeah.
Yeah, I'm hungry. I want some food. I had dinner before. I don't have anything for for dinner either, so I don't know what I'm going to do here. So it's a bit worrying. Let's face um, it, you're ordering in, mate. I don't really want to order in there. That's the issue. I'll have a big omelette. Yeah, a big, big omelette. Like they had on the uh, I'm a Celeb. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of put it in my Should head. we go back into the I'm a Celeb again? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm a Celeb starting actually, so yeah. We Let's should. get out of here. Right, um, thank you for listening everyone. Send your questions, comments, replies, insights, thoughts, musings to at pod of two halves and we will get back to you. Uh, wait a second, I correct myself. Tom will get back to you. He is our Twitter <laughs> man with the plan. Hopefully you'll put the uh, tweet out this week, yeah? Hey, I had stuff to do on a Wednesday morning. It's very, it was my fault. Go to the gym. I know I uploaded the I uploaded the show late, man. It's my fault. It'll be on it'll be on time this week, don't worry. That's Jacob Woods, by the way, he looks a bit pissed. <laughs> a bit more pissed than when uh, Modric won the Ballon d'Or. Ooh. It's just you know, I, I, I I'm just <laughs> embarrassed <laughs> I'm just embarrassed for football, mate. That's all I am. I'm embarrassed for football. Still seething. Still seething. You'll be seething until next year, yeah? I, I just kind of think of the players that deserved Ballon d'Ors and I'm like Xavi, Iniesta, all these players are like better than Modric and yet Modric's got a fucking Ballon d'Or. Yeah, but so is Cannavaro. Yeah, I mean, that... I can't believe you don't rate him that highly. I really, I really, really don't. Just kind of... Again, again, I know we want to finish again. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll carry on this conversation <laughs> afterwards, but... Uh, we could go on like this Obviously, forever. Messi and Ronaldo is better. It didn't happen on this occasion. But he's a very good footballer still. And the fight to get the last word in starts now. So, yeah, on that note, we should all say goodbye. <laughs> Modric is a great player. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from Woods. Goodbye. And goodbye from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say goodbye. My final goodbye. Arrivederci. Adios. Goodbye. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Modric, bang average. See you later. <sighs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>